and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, an editor at The Week, and today I'd like to tell you about the time Americans banned Christmas. This bit of historic trivia dates back to America's colonial days. The pilgrims who came to America in 1620 were strict Puritans. There was only one true holiday singled out by scripture, and that was Sabbath. The pilgrims believed that to celebrate other religious holidays like Christmas and Easter was playing fast and loose with the very concept of holy days. A common Puritan maxim was, they for whom all days are holy can have no holiday. Puritans were particularly contemptuous of Christmas. They called it fool's tide and banned their flock from any celebration of it throughout the 17th and 18th centuries. Actually, the very first December 25th the settlers had in Plymouth Colony was spent working in the fields, as they would on any other day. The following year, a group of non-Puritan workmen caught celebrating Christmas with a game of stool ball, an early precursor of baseball, were punished by the governor, William Bradford. One of the reasons the Puritans hated Christmas was that it wasn't even really Christian. It was pagan. The upper classes of ancient Rome celebrated December 25th as the birthday of the sun god Mithra. The date fell right in the middle of Saturnalia, a month-long holiday dedicated to food, drink, and revelry. Actually, it's believed that Pope Julius I chose the 25th day of December to celebrate Christ's birth just to co-opt the pagan rituals of Saturnalia. But Puritans considered it historically inaccurate to place the Messiah's arrival on December 25th. They thought Jesus had been born sometime in September. But their Christmas objections weren't just theological. The main reason Puritans didn't like Christmas was that it was a raucously popular holiday in late medieval England. Each year, rich landowners would throw open their doors to the poor and give them food and drink as an act of charity. During these celebrations, the poorest man in the parish was named the Lord of Misrule, and the rich would wait upon him at feasts that often descended into bawdy drunkenness. Such decadence never impressed religious purists. An anti-Christmas sentiment grew across England, and in 1645, the Puritans in the English Parliament eliminated Christmas as a national holiday. But the New England settlers went even further. In 1659, they outlawed Christmas celebrations entirely. Anyone caught shirking their work duties or feasting was forced to pay a significant penalty of five shillings. Christmas returned to England in 1660, but in New England, it remained banned for another two decades. It only started to rear its joyous head because the crown exerted more control over its subjects in Massachusetts. In 1686, the royal governor of the colony, Sir Edmund Andros, sponsored a Christmas Day service at the Boston Town Hall. But fearing a violent backlash from Puritan settlers, Andros was flanked by red coats as he prayed and sang Christmas hymns. But the Puritans would not relent and continued to boycott Christmas in Massachusetts for decades. Meanwhile, European settlers in other American colonies found a bit of middle ground. They celebrated Christmas as both a pious holiday and a time for revelry. 
Benjamin Franklin said as much in his 1739 Poor Richard's Almanac, writing, O blessed season, loved by saints and sinners, for long devotions or for long dinners. Around the time of the American Revolution, an anti-Christmas sentiment flared up again. But this time it was because colonial New Englanders began to associate Christmas with royal officialdom and refused to mark it as a holiday. Even after the U.S. Constitution came into effect, the Senate assembled on Christmas Day in 1797. In 1802, the House did the same. It was only in the following decades that the disdain for the holiday slowly ebbed. Clement Clark Moore's poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, was an instant success when it was published in New York in 1823. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even the mouse. The stockings were all hung." In 1836, Alabama became the first state to declare Christmas a public holiday, and other states soon followed suit. But New England remained defiantly Scrooge-like. As late as 1850, schools and markets remained open on Christmas Day. In 1856, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow eloquently put into words New England's transitional Christmas state, writing the old Puritan feelings prevent it from being a cheerful, hearty holiday, though every year makes it more so. Christmas Day was formally declared a federal holiday by President Ulysses S. Grant in 1870. And that does it for this week's episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. To listen to more of the week series, including 7-Minute Opinions and This Week I Learned, go to theweek.com slash podcasts. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell your friends, or give us a rating or review on iTunes. I'm Lauren Hansen, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>